do with that? I'll pop the stream a little bit, flop the hair, we've got daylight going on, what kind of majesty is that? How are you doing today? It is a pleasure to see you in what I assume is likely February. I can't quite remember when I, when I structure and uh, put these things in place. I, you know, I plan and I plan and I plan, and you know, best laid plans of Graham is is, is it's, it's in between at times. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Some of my plans are in between. I got a lot of plans, but some of them are in between actually con- being consistent and not being consistent. Look, much like. Uh, the way I pronounce things and the way I kind of word things as we go. Who knows what's happening right now? Right now, I'm decided to record this in December. So right now, it is December 18th where I am. But it's it's a time of thought, and I think December is a time of thought. And I think the new year brings questions and thoughts to all of us, and it, it poses ideas. So we have to interpret those ideas, and you do a lot of ref- you do a lot of self reflection in January. That's just a truth. That's a that's a truth for everybody, I think. Even though I find, you know, the years are arbitrary. They're laid out. It's 365 days, 365 and a half days, depending on who you talk to. And I think there's no avoiding it because we stapled that. We, we put it on calendars. You know, I put it on a calendar. It's, it's a new year. It's a new start. It's a fresh start. I can't quite remember what I put as my, my advertisement in February in the calendar. I'm just going to quickly look that up because I'm curious how much this tracks with what I'm about to go into. February. Every day there are less fish in the sea. Yeah, I mean, okay, right now, but it kind of tracks, but at the same time, you know, it's true. There's Every day there's less fish in the sea, so take that motivation. So if you didn't know, during December, as it is, I've been doing a little bit of streaming, a little bit of... Uh, fundraising, a little bit of communicating with the world outside my bubble, because that was the easiest way to do it, and I decided to do that, I decided to bring back the lockdown stream and do a daily stream to help people escape, help people get away from just just being inside their heads, you know, I find it very easy to be outside of my own head, some people don't, so I wanted to bring out that into the world, but one of the things I did was uh, host a charity auction for a painting, now at this time that painting will have gone it will be with its new owner we would hope providing raw mail have been able to get through and, and, and book those things up but what you do when you do those kinds of things is you post it to different places you post it to your your private feeds you, you post it to your public feeds you post it to your work business feeds and you try to get that message out because it's a charity thing and you, you want to publicize that you're doing something uh, and get as many people interested so that you can raise as much money as possible. That's the whole That's the whole premise of when you do that kind of publication. But what I found interesting was the feedback I got from the different sources um, where you post things. And it all kind of coincided as well with a chat I had recently uh, with uh, Sam Say Up, uh, which is a podcast to come. And it, we got talking about criticism. And we got talking about uh, feedback and how that kind of comes to us. And at the same time, I got a message from a Reddit user who has been following me through the live streams and has been very generous and donated uh, money towards the, the causes which we, we were trying to fund. 
And they asked me how I how I managed to deal with negative feedback and how I managed to deal with uh, the feedback from the general public on anything you do and how you take that on board and how you kind of control that. And then at the same time, I got a, a post up here in one of my Instagram feeds from a, a musician who was, they have a habit of apologizing for everything. And that's a habit I had a lot as a child. Um, any event, any any uh, police of attendance or work, I would apologize for it even before I started. You know, I'm really sorry of this. I'm really sorry of this. And it's a bad habit to get into. It's a very hard one to break. So I must send them a message to say, look, stop apologizing for delays, right? When you, you're trying to put out artwork into the world, and this is a message I will start this podcast with, is when you're, when you're creating something and you're intending to create something, stop apologizing before you've even started, right? Stop apologizing. Stop saying, this is, no, this isn't, it might not be to your taste, but this is really important to me, or uh, I'm really sorry this is late, but I've been dealing with this, this, and this. Stop apologizing. Give us a reason. If you want to give us a reason, if some people are expecting the work, just say, hey, you know, this this is going to be late. This is the reason why. But don't apologize for it. Never apologize for how you're creating. That's your way of doing it. But also, there's a really important message there, which is audiences don't know what they want. And as an artist, it is your job to tell them what they want. That's just a whole point, which I'm making just at the beginning of this, uh, and which is kind of related, but not on the same related at the same time. But all of this got me thinking. All of this got dragged around my brain as it does. You know, that's what I do according to uh, Twitter when I asked what people think I do. Uh, people, mix of replies. I go, I'm a cult leader, um, which, you know, I'm not intending to be. But if we're going to do it, fuck it. Why not do it? Um, uh, someone else suggested that, that I think about things, and I do, and that's that's the main that's the main resource here that I, I tend to think about things, and in doing so, the podcast gives me a way to present that information in a much more relaxed manner, but also you know to process some of those thoughts. So I was processing all these thoughts about feedback, and really, well, what's interesting was the the cause and cause and place of these events. So going back to what I was saying about different platforms see i did make it back to where i was starting you know i say there's no plan to these things i mean there is no plan to these plan to these things but we were fully fully externalizing a few bits hang on just gonna take a sip of cup right getting back to the point now so i was saying about the different platforms when you release work into different platforms you get different reactions that's just a natural thing and i think it is important to release your work to audiences but only audiences you're comfortable with dealing with so, for instance, the charity post in the painting, I released it on my Facebook, uh, Instagram, I put it on Reddit, and I put it on Imja. Now, those are very different platforms from one another. Facebook, obviously, is friends. Facebook, to me, is, I mean, I've obviously got the page, which is facebook.com, yelling concrete, cheeky plug. Um, but it's friends, mainly. You know, the, I put it on my public profile, I put it on, on my, my business profile on Facebook, Facebook algorithm basically restricts that, so nobody sees it. But I put it on my friends' profile, so I got a lot of likes. People supporting the idea, people supporting what I was doing, but also a lot of my friends enjoy the work I create. That's how they know me. That's the that's what they they like about me. Uh, I assume uh, can't think of any other reason to. Um, but we kind of get into that little process of going, okay, cool, yeah, you're getting a lot of positive feedback, but nobody really questions it. They just say, yeah, this is this is great, and this is, do, is doing what we're doing. Same with kind of can be said for Instagram. You know, Instagram is a platform where you follow people you enjoy, you follow the work, and it's only by adding hashtags that you discover 
people you don't know and through browse functions and stuff like that. So again, it's a it's a little known public, but it is an encapsulated sphere. And so the feedback you receive generally is positive, especially if you curate your friends list and you follow list in the same way I do, which is essentially I don't keep people around me who would be a hugely negative influence on my life. You know, if someone's completely the opposite of me and is constantly arguing about those things and trying to push those ideas, then I'm not I'm not you know, I'm not going to hang around with that. That's not a fun social setting. That's not what social media should be about. It should be about either supporting one another or discussing things on occasion. But social media is probably not the place to discuss things. That's why we have podcasts. Anyway, so that's two, two different examples. Reddit, on the other hand, and Imdra, on the other hand, are very, very different platforms. And I found a little bit of positive and negative from both of them. Reddit used to seem very cold. It, to most people, it is an enigma. It's a huge forum. The UI isn't particularly friendly. You get into it, and when you post things in large subreddits, such as you know, large encapsulating things like R artists, you don't tend to get much attention unless you're lucky, uh, or you'll get a lot of negative feedback. And that's that's essentially what the way I describe that is. It's kind of like putting something in a newspaper and then going to read the comments in that section on the newspaper online. That's a big thing. You know, you're opening yourself up to the wider world, uh, unrestricted as well. You're, you're basically just throwing it out there and seeing how people react. But the more I used Reddit and the more I got into it and the more I did my daily streams, the more I managed to develop kind of a little bubble like I had with Instagram and how, kind of how I had with Facebook of people who regularly followed me enjoyed the work I did, followed the daily streams, were, were interested in the work I was making. So when I present, presented, you know, a charity idea, uh, it got it got a, re- a positive response. Didn't get a huge response, wasn't expecting a huge response. You know, it's one small charitable act. But it got a positive response in the comments ago, which was fairly nice. Um, and then person from Reddit at this point in time is, is one of the people who's um, paying for the painting. And that that's fantastic. But on Imja, which is... A place where you can't follow people, it. But previously, for me, on my artwork, it had been a place where you you really risk posting stuff there because you're posting it in a, into a, a vacuum environment, like I said, with a newspaper, where anyone can post, anyone can comment, and and there is no real way to build a following bar from your username, and that's that's quite a, a challenging thing to get into. It's a blank canvas. It's just a gallery of images and information and memes and everything like that. So when I posted uh, this picture of my painting and the information about the charities, blah, 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 blah uh, it, it almost instantly got downvoted. Almost instantly went into the negatives um, in terms of votes. If you don't know, you get upvotes and downvotes on, on these platforms as Reddit and Imja, and that's what um, controls who sees it. The more votes it gets, the more people see it. Blah 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 blah. Self cycles go in, you know, instant camera, all that kind of stuff. And it almost instantly got downvotes. And then I got a few comments on it. And the comments were extremely negative, like extremely negative. Um, one to the point where it just I kind of had to report it. Another, which was more along the lines of, yeah, it's not for me. Um, and another one, which was the final one, was essentially it. It questioned the way I'd done the charitable aspect of the act. And that was really interesting to me. That was something which really stuck with me. Um, Because as well, it coincided with 
the day before, I'd had a user on Reddit reach out and ask how I deal with criticism and how I deal with things which, you know, you can't control. They had had an experience where they'd basically been in a situation where they said they were learning code and posted in a Reddit where they saying, you know, I'm learning this code, I'm learning this, and I'm wanting to learn from it and all that kind of thing. And they got a bunch of comments from people who were just saying, oh, you're wasting your time, you know, this is wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're wasting your time, you're fucking stupid, blah, 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 blah. And that, again, it was it's a very negative response to quite an open question. And the advice I'd given them there was basically along the lines of, you can't really control who comes at your work. And it raises this question again, which I discussed in a previous podcast, of who owns the work once you put it out there? And the same with any comment you make now. If you do something online, who owns it? You know, do you own it? Is it someone else's? You can't control how someone interprets it. And you can't, you can never really control what angle someone is going to come out with. And that's, as anyone in the world, not just artists, that's an important thing to remember. So when I receive feedback, I try not to take everything which I get at face value in any way, shape, or form. You know, if someone posts me something and it's a comment which challenges me, it's a comment which criticizes me, I try to look at it as from a wider perspective instantly. That's the the thing which you tell yourself and the thing which you kind of need to remember every time you read anything is is going, okay, cool, right. I need to think about this. And it coincided as well with uh, a review of Potatropy. A viewer of Potatropy came in. Idolink did a review for it. Um... And there were some positive thoughts in there and there were some negative thoughts. And the negative stuff had really stuck with me because it does. That's what, that's how being reviewed works. Um, but I, it, it kind of rolled off me again because, it, again, it's it's you can't control what people are going to think of what the work is. The way I look at it is if someone makes a negative comment about my work or someone makes a ne- negative inclination about something I'm doing, then or, something, or suggest something which isn't related to what I've been saying, then I have... I've kind of failed as an artist. You know, I've I've failed to communicate the message I was trying to communicate. So when I get reviewed for my artwork, I look at it and go, okay, right. So I had this intention with the work. They've interpreted it this way. Therefore, I either need to change what I'm doing within the work to get that message across clearer, or I need to explore the subject they're seeing. You know, you, you see it as... I'm viewing this from one angle. Someone else viewed it and they saw it from this angle. It's like, okay, right, well, then I need to look into that. I need to, that's a, it's a term which I haven't explored. It's something which I've completely forgotten to take into account when I did it. And that, that was the point with kind of critical notes uh, when you're in university and you use these things where they, they chat through your work and you're in an open discussion. And I vividly remember being in a classroom of someone had taken photographs of a, I think it was a paternity ward or, or a maternity ward even. Um, and they'd taken black and white photos of the, the equipment and we looked at them and went you know as a bunch of 20 year olds and said yeah these are really nice they're beautifully shot uh they've got some great grading and, and they look lovely and they they give a, a sense of safety and belonging whereas the tutors who were much older said these speak to them of death they speak to them of you know mortality and missing things and and these kinds of things because they they had experience with children and experience of having children and having a maternity ward without babies in it to them suggested removal and i i remember challenging that idea of like yes you're seeing as that you can't downgrade the work though you know and that was what they were getting at they were getting at the they need to downgrade it because 
they saw it as you failed to go for this message. And I remember vividly just saying, like, you can't down the grade the work. The way you're coming at it is from a very singular perspective. And that is incorrect. That is incorrect as, as being an art tutor. You shouldn't be coming at this from one singular perspective. You should be coming at it at multiple angles. And as artists, we should be looking to interpret our work at multiple angles. Either way, I got an off topic. It's, it's going to happen. But either way. So I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, okay, and I've given this advice, and I've said, you know, you need to take this, this from a wider perspective. You can't control what it is. But also, you, you need to level these con- compl- contents, comments even, um, in a way which is based on the platform you're on. So like a place like Reddit, like a place like Imgur, it's a very public forum. You can't control what it is. Some people on there will be on there just to troll you because they're trying to make themselves feel better. You know, they're trying to put themselves on a little pedestal above everybody else, which is everybody else knows on this podcast is something I fucking hate when people do, is if you're gatekeeping or trying to appear superior by forcing your opinion on someone, fuck that. Even this, you know, even this, this conversation we're having right now, I fully expect that some people will not agree with me and that's okay that's you know that's that's what the way you interpret things that's how we do things but i'd given this advice and they'd been really empowered by this advice and i thought yeah great you know i've done with that and the same with the the instagram post the other day um they thanked me and said that that was you know really good advice in that you you don't control the audience um you can't control how they interpret things but your job as an artist is to tell them what they want you know your job as an artist is to push that boundary not question oh what were they like? And um, oh, I'm really worried they weren't like us. No, no, fuck that. Do do what you want to create, what you enjoy creating. The work will come across as more honest. It will come across as more progressive, and it will come across in a manner which is m- more, you know, more accessible as well. Because people just don't know what they want. But what's the, what's the point we can kind of get into with this? So the comment I got was based along the, like, this idea that the charity auction which I was doing was incorrect, you know. And it kind of made me understand this this idea of how they'd gotten to this point. And that, I will not lie, this comment shook me. You know, it, it took me, it took me down. Um, you know, lockdown isn't easy. Being in a situation where you're, you're isolated and living alone isn't easy. And the sheer negativity in this comment really shook me. It it really took me down to the point where I just kind of sat down in my house like, fuck, you know, what is even the point in trying? Because even when I'm trying to do something good, it's met with this this abrasiveness. Um, and it really bothered me. It took me a couple of days to get over the over the comment. I mean, even now, obviously, I'm discussing on a podcast, so it's clearly it's clearly had an effect. But I had to kind of rethink it. So the situation was this: when I first pointed the pointed the painting, painted the painting, put it online, I set up the auction to be uh, anything profit from the painting would be going to charity, which to me, as a personal way of doing it, is a way of going. Okay, well, you can make this more permanent you can make this as a thing you can regularly do you can donate your time as an artist to creating work and getting out there and then you know any profit you make you put as charity and it's something you can do on a regular basis and because i've been doing the streams every single day that was something which i'm thinking okay well maybe this is something which i'm i'm gonna have to factor in when i'm doing this uh but the essentially the comment i got was that that's not charity right 
You know, that's not charity. That's completely the opposite of charity. It's dishonest. This isn't how charity fucking works. You're basically trying to rip people off. And that was a that was the the crux of the comment I got, and that absolutely struck me as well because it it essentially suggested that the thing which most people believe is um, your time as an artist isn't worth anything. You know, you he was saying you should donate everything if you're going to do this charitably. You should donate. Everything. It's like, well, really, no. You know, I. I've donated my time, I've donated my materials, um, and and said, okay, this is, you know, I was trying to cover the cost of material and the time which I'd spent on it. But it, of course, I did a little bit of reactionary thing and then just flipped it and went, okay, hey, we're going to give it, fuck it, we'll give it away. We'll give it 100% away. Um, I will donate my time and I'll donate, donate the materials to the cause and we will give all of it away. But the reason they'd come to that conclusion, the reason they'd gotten that, was because they were in this environment. They were in this environment online where it had made them suspicious. Whilst I wasn't trying to manipulate, mislead, or throw anyone out of the way, they were coming at it from an angle of everyone online is trying to scam someone, and they just want attention, and they're just trying to do this, that, and the other, and they're exploiting this charity, and this should be 100% pure in an environment which isn't 100% pure. So when I responded to the comment, and I did eventually respond to the comment, I just said, hey, look, you know, I completely appreciate what you're saying. I can see how you got to the point. I have changed the auction. I'm going to change this, what is essentially a negative comment and a very abrasive way of presenting that information into something more positive. And it was taking that absolute pure insecurity in the comment and fear as well which you can easily see in that comment and twisting it and saying hey right okay clearly you're in a negative space i want to change that i want to change your perception of what is going on here and hopefully when you interpret this and you communicate with someone else in the future you might not have the same reaction after which i did get an apology i got an apology for the for the wording of it being so harsh and at the same time i'm like yeah okay that's fine you know, I accept that apology. You know, all I did was just carry on with it. But it obviously touched me. It obviously touched on that that whole idea. And I think criticism and rejection from the public when you create work comes in a lot of this format. You know, the online aspect of it is an anonymous place. And this year, well, previous year, um, we're a bit, we've been in a space where online has been even more prevalent. There's that whole obviously meme of don't read the YouTube comments, don't use the read the, the Facebook comments. But I think if we don't engage with the negativity in a manner which is positive, then all it does is grow and it, it feeds this idea. So when I receive a negative comment, I try to find the worth in it. You know, I try to find the construction in it, something which I can take away. In the same way that when someone sees something from a perspective which I'm not seeing it, I need to look at it and go, okay, right have I failed here, you know, or is this just a person interpreting it which in a way which is very specific to them? And is it something which I can change? Is it something which I can manipulate and alter? As I've said previously, art is manipulative, intentionally manipulative because it's it's art. And is it something I can kind of balance out and say, hey, we, we, can, we can change this, we can alter this? But I think, I generally think I get why criticism is so hard to take and it's obvious why people are so afraid of putting work out there into the world you know this is the main crux for early burgeoning artists is is this idea that they don't like criticism so they create work in a what's called an echo chamber 
opinion and everyone tells him it's really good and then the moment he goes out of the echo chamber it's received with negativity because they're expecting something positive and then it kills them it you know it crushes them and i think it's important to release work every so often to the public to to void that echo chamber you know to bring back to that chamber and say hey oh damn all right maybe it, it won't ring as long as it did before because you've put something out there and someone's managed to dampen it but it will make that situation much more honest and it expands your worldview and your bubble with everything you do and everything you create you take that risk whenever you reach out for advice and feedback but it's important to reach out for that advice and feedback it's important to get that different perspective regardless of the format it comes in now obviously i'm not telling you to go online and just start being uh, shitty to people and i'm not telling you to go out and just start automatically just commenting things down with an absolute negative there is a way to deliver criticism which is constructive and that is by offering what you don't like about something but explaining why you know this this has the impact it is you know you see a photograph you don't like or just simply not responding to things you don't like that's the other option you know that's the other option the option of just sitting back and saying oh hey i don't like that well i'm just not going to interact with it there you go that's that's the thing i can see when the comment i got was the way it was because they felt like i was trying to scam somebody which is you know it's their preference and it's their something which i can't control i can't control the experiences they've had but i think as creatives i think as people we need to be open to that we need to open to that dialogue and discussion and i think that you know that's part of what this podcast is all about obviously i let the guest pick the topic when we have a guest on and we chat about what we want to chat about. You know, we, we open that discussion in a manner which is automatically positive. Because whether you agree with me or not, I'm open for that discussion. You know, I'm open for that ideal. And I'm open for saying, hey, we can talk about this. And we can talk about this and consider each other's viewpoint. We don't even have to come away at the end of it and say, hey, we agree with each other. Or one person has been convinced either. It's just about simply about widening that perspective and dampening that that chamber of echo so it all balances out in the end maybe you agree with me maybe you don't that is the roundup of most of these podcasts but i think critics and people who want to criticize only to criticize it's important to remember that they are coming up from very one particular angle especially critics who are paid to review, they are being paid to look into things. So they are looking for things to not like as much as they are looking for things to like. Some critics look for more than one of another. And that is something to remember. All I'm saying is the audience doesn't know what they want. You as a creator, you as a person, know what you can put out into the world. It's important to break your own comfort zone every so often. Break that little echo echo chamber. But in the end, you tell them what they want. And they're just going to have to deal with that. And if you do get something negative, try to turn it into something positive. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.